You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. I have Matt smiling at me in a uh, condescending kind of way. <laughs> you, are you feeling judged already this early into the hour? <laughs> Don't judge me! Stop it, Matt. Uh, 12.02 here on 3RRRFM. It's the afternoon here on this... Mighty corner of community and free thinking. Yes, I agree. And they're putting in uh, new tram stops outside. New tram stops. Is there another new tram stop? Yeah, they're putting in more of those those big ones outside. So Nicholson Street's closed, people. If you're trying to get to Triple R anywhere around here, yeah. uh, it's harder. You're screwed. We managed, though. You and I, we got through. We managed. We're here. We managed. It's good. Absailed in. <laughs> Through the roof. We came in. Uh, it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. And I also uh, agree with what the scientists were saying. Also, uh, Mother's Day, not the easiest of days for everybody. So, big hugs uh, if, that's, if that's you. Thank you. Hmm. It is. It's it is. It's, uh, actually, you know, the, the, uh, the really, and, and obviously, you know, the obvious thing we're referring to is mothers hmm. that have passed on is the fact that... Um, uh, it's the lead up that is actually the really like it's like oh yeah. What are you doing for Mother's Day? No, no, it's like and for mother you can spoil her and it's like yeah. So yeah, twins it can be a bittersweet kind of time. Uh it is. But uh John and I speak of Mother's Day and uh John mm-hmm. is gonna be kicking off the show. Yes. So why not? Yeah. Bring him up. Yeah. Up through the ranks. We speak of course of John at Tomato City at the Vic Market. What uh, shed is that? I can't remember. H. H shed, if you ever want to go and H. Meet the man. Tomato City is the name of the stall. H Shed just outside the Dairy Hall. If you go there at 10.30 on a Sunday morning, you might even bump into Cameron. Yeah, you might. Mm. He's sticking a microphone in his face yeah. uh, and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I've actually got a good food quote here. Mm. Just, um, Should we say what else is on the show before we jump into food quaffs? Oh, I guess we could. Right. If we want to sort of look forward and do that sort of... I was also uh, just going to look back, of course, thanks to the science, also thanks to the doctors for a fascinating show. I was listening as I drove in today about removal of... Yes, what were their eruditions today? Removal of blood clots in the brain, but they do it by putting a little... By miniaturising people and <laughs> injecting them through the bloodstream Almost. and having Raquel Welsh in it. Almost. Oh, yeah. Like a little thing and they somehow get it Nano. up your artery and they make it turn corners and it gets in the other and it gets the... It's a fascinating bit. It is a fantastic voyage, but made yeah. real by yeah. nanotechnology. Have a listen back on Radio On Demand if you're interested. Good stuff. Sounds kind of good. Mm. Okay. But on, on our show, Cameron. Uh, yes, on our show, uh, we've got Nick Maluk. Mm. Uh, Nick Maluk from Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, down there at, uh, well, let's face it, he's down there at the end of the crown, but uh, Whitman Street, as we like to say. Whitman Street, South Bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, probably the only place that I frequent around in that, that specific yeah, place. Yeah. And the reason why is because uh, Nick cooks beautiful food and he's um, very laid back and cool. Yes. And uh, we're going to have a chat to him about... Oh, all manner of things. We were actually hanging out yesterday at the Arbery. Yes. Where it was... Oh, yeah, happy uh, Good Beer Week, by the Ah, way. Ah, yes, happy Good Beer Uh, Week. Good Beer Week has started. There was a huge galah party where everybody got roaringly drunk. You even said you even overindulged. No, no, I didn't didn't go to that. No, I actually went to Good Beer Week Kitchen, which was Mm -hmm. at Arbery. Uh, I emceed that, which was an enormous amount of fun. And one Mm -hmm. of the things which is great about it is... 
just to see how we the place that we have got to in the craft beer revolution mm. and that sort of overlaps if we look at the Venn diagram of craft beer and food yes and the fact that for years and years the only sort of match that was worth doing with food if mm. you were serious was what wine goes with that yeah. mm. Mm, maybe a cabernet sauvignon mm. um but more and more, there are incredible matches to be made with food and beer. Do you think that's because the beer is being made in different styles that suit food? Or are yeah. we just getting a little bit more Both. beer savvy? Well, you know, for, for years I was saying that, you know, the beer that you drank was a parochial statement. You only drank yep. feed, blah, 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 or Melbourne or whatever it was. Yeah, yes. People have heard me say this a million years. Cascade no times. Cascade Bogan, Bogan, I'm yep. a Melbourne bitter, blah, blah, blah. Boring, um, but you know now there are there is there is such a kaleidoscope of flavours that can be got from hops, malt, water, and Jesus, what's Barley? that fourth thing? Barley, thank mm. you. <laughs> yeah, the grain, the grain, <laughs> um, malted barley. Yeah, anyway, but that thing you can get a beer that goes from. Um, chocolatey brown mm. to dark brown to really, really sour yeah, now. Like and it goes or it, yeah. It's such mm. a kaleidoscope. And um, I think as we get more and more used to the incredible palate that is available with us with beer that we're able to just, you know, Razor um, way to, to come in like, mm. a, like a radar-guided munitions... Uh, laser-guided munitions, I yes. should say, um, be able to just match those. And I think that um, we had some great people. I might have a chat to Nick about it when he comes on, about who was there and the beers that were there. Like, we had a beer that was um, – it tasted like a, a, a natural pinot. Oh, really? With this duck croquette that uh, Rene Trudeau did from Little Latin Lucy. Mm. Yeah, anyway, it was, it was great. It's interesting how, our, how ground zero for beers for Australia drinkers to have moved from lager. So 20 years ago, it used to be lager. Yep. Whereas nowadays you're probably far more likely to be drinking an ale, whether you know it or you're not. But mm. um, there seems to be a lot more ale being poured now. Or, or a ghost. Or we had yeah. a, a porter yesterday, which was chocolatey and porters. amazing. This time of year is great for a porter. Today is porter day. <laughs> yes, let's, let's... I'm calling it. Oh, no, it no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Mother's Day. Yeah, but yeah. it could also be on the outside of that Mother's Day. Also, mm. um, our um, shall we call him our adopted Melbourne son? I think we can. We can. After years of writing for about food in Sydney, yes. we snaffled him. Oh, actually, let's face it. No, he was sort of more national. National, true. national uh, from Gourmet Traveller. Mm. Pat Nurse, who's mm. with the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. And uh, just thought it'd be a great time to catch up with him. I think one of the main things he's got to be on message about today is the Host Plus scholarship. Right. Today's the last day anyway. We'll mm. talk about that. But then we just want to talk about what do you reckon? Melbourne. Uh, what have you been doing? What yep. do you love? What do you, what's you know, good? What's yeah, not? Yeah, what's great? Are you, can we, is there a discernible difference between above the Murray and below the Murray? Ooh. Yeah, we're going to go there. Yeah. We're going to go there. Um, and, um, yeah, that's the show. But anyway, I'm going to read a food quote. Sure. Uh, also got an interesting sort of a... Uh, Interesting uh, melancholy music track uh, with a little bit of existential angst, mm. shall we say? We thought it was good for today. We did. It's pretty drizzly and crappy in Melbourne. If you're here, if you're listening yeah. on the but, 12th of um, May live, it's not a great day. But warning: this song contains an earwig. Ooh. You mean yeah. an earworm, which just stays in your. Oh, that's stays better, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, earwigs are sort of yeah. that's not good. No. Earworm. Yeah. Don't want to put an earwig in your ear. 12.09, ooh, 12.10, 12.10, we're going to move on. Today's food quote, the most important thing to do in the world. 
are to get something to eat, something to drink, and somebody to love you. Brendan Behan, the Irish author, I think he was on to something there. Yes. I wonder if he'd do it in that order. He probably would, being Irish. <laughs> no, if he was Irish, he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd get something to drink. <laughs> he'd get something to drink and then look around and go, oh, maybe I should have something to drink with this. What's going to go with McGuinness? Uh, 12.10. Bad Irish accents. I'm going to stop them. Uh, what are you doing? We're going to do John, uh, John after this. Okay. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, I think the first thing I've got to do is just apologise <laughs> in the fact that, nah, <laughs> oh, there's no sunshine. No, you haven't performed a miracle. It's coming through, though. Have a look at that little hole there. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a lovely Mother's Day morning. It's a little bit cool, but it's beautiful. No wind, no rain, no nothing. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, to all the mothers out there, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for providing us life. Or I remember my mother used to love to do, usually while admonishing me with the finger out, saying, I made you. Exactly, <laughs> you and go. don't you forget it. And there's, there's no comeback, you know? No. So that's why... <laughs> that's why, probably why she kept going with it. Yeah, <laughs> we have to be nice and say thank you because... I keep saying to my son, no one will love you like your mother. And I think that's the truest thing that anyone can ever say. Uh, mothers always have an undying love. So that's why we should try to be respectful. Try being the operative word. I can't add anything to that because that is uh, one of the great truths of, uh, of our being, I think, John. Well, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about fruit and veg after, <laughs> after, after plumbing the, d- the depths of that. Anyway, here's Tom with the weather. Um, um, it's, uh, where are we? It's, it's actually the really the first week that we're really starting to feel um, a bit of cold. And we also have to say, hallelujah, praise Jesus, it's been raining. It has. We've had some events. And we definitely needed it. Um, I got lucky I didn't get wet this week. I hate getting wet when I'm loading up the truck because it just puts you behind the eight ball and you, you slow down all day. But So I got lucky I loaded up and ran with it. Um, and and uh, now we're in Mother's Day and all's good. Uh, at the end of the day, I'll go home and spend it with my mum and the rest of the extended family, cousins and that, and it'll be beautiful. So I hope all you people out there are going to do the same. Yeah, and then also for the, for the poor old mothers, this is... a uh a bit of a eat it trope, I think, for Mother's Day <coughs> is the fact that uh, apologies to all the mothers for, uh, who have maybe got served breakfast in bed and then go out to the kitchen to see the mess that's been created to. Uh, yeah, to do but that. I'll, I'll tell you something, you know, my wife's the same. She complains about all the mess, but mm. they love it, you know. So she gets back into the kitchen and cleans up the mess and everybody's happy again. Uh, and if you've got breakfast in bed out of it, why not? Oh, OK. Right, I'll go along with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, OK, so uh, the, one of the things, wandering up as I did, I just went and had a, a borek, cup of coffee, great market lunch um, or breakfast. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Anytime. Um, and then wandering up, had a bit of a, a chat, saw possibly the most beautiful chestnuts yes, around. there's an abundance. Oh, there we go. There's some over there that... Um, Maybe not quite as good as the ones on the corner, you know. Who are the guys on the corner, the Italians on the... That's, the, that's Pat Vitaloni. Yeah. And Ben's up on the other end with uh, a smaller stall, yeah. a little bit prettier fruit, but it's all beautiful. Uh, chestnuts, great hand warmers. Um, 
Uh, we've talked about this over the years. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll tell you about my favourite thing, memories with chestnuts. Um, I used to boil them up when I got out of bed going to school. I used to boil them up in the morning, strain them. By the time I got back to them, they were just cool enough to stick them in my pocket and I'd be sucking on them all the way to school. And then when I worked in the office, I'd do the same, but I'd have them sitting in my drawer and sometimes they disappear. <laughs> so, you know, jealousy's a curse. Yeah. But they're beautiful. Don't forget, if you put them in the oven, you must crack them. Score them. Score them. Because, the Italians uh, say castrata, which means you oh. chop it off. <laughs> yes, you'll have to look oh. into the um, meaning of that. Yeah, um, uh, if those, not, they go ba boom. There's the sound of legs crossing uh, all over the places that's been ooh, ow, uh, being said. And one of the great smells of this time of year, I think, is chestnuts that are roasting. And there's a guy up yeah, there. Yeah, he's an actual farmer. Is he? He brings them down, and he's got a beautiful oven there. Mm. And a lot of times I can smell it from over here, and it makes me very, very jealous. Uh, it's a gorgeous smell, but the, the, the one thing that if you do roast them... Um, the best thing you can do to a chestnut, it's the same thing as if you're cooking um, something over an open fire, um, that you need to show them the flame because yeah. the flame scorches the surface, which creates smoke, which then gets absorbed by the chestnut, which gives this beautiful... It imbues it with this unique flavour and aroma. And then if you get silly, you open them up and put them in a cup and put some grappa on top. Yeah, they like to suck up the juice, don't and they? And they suck up the juice, yeah. and then you get a little bit of ice cream or, um, you know, stick it on top. Ooh. Red wine goes with them too. This yeah, one. it's rather tragic. I can't do that, you know. No. You just make me more jealous. Yeah. The same with the peaches. You put the uh, peeled chestnuts in the glass, and you fill it up with the red wine, and you let it sit for a few minutes if you can wait. Yeah. You drink the vino, and then you eat the um, chestnuts. Wow. And don't operate heavy machinery. Yeah, definitely not. Sounds good. All right, so we've got show and tell here. Um, we've let's, got. Let's talk about these egg, eggplant, oh, eggplant first. Sorry All to right. interrupt and, no and command. But so um, John's given me two eggplants. One is very, very, very large, um, a good uh, 10, 10 inches um, yeah. across, very, very thick, um, a little bit spongy. Yes, yeah, got um, a bit of give. We call that a bit of give. It's got a little bit of give. Um, and it's also got a very shiny sort of um, a look about it. And a little bit of uh, skin mark from the wind. Oh, that's from the because wind. Because they, they sway in the wind and they yeah. get scratched by the leaves. But yeah. that is what I would call an, a perfect eggplant. Speaking of castrato. Yeah, okay. You want to get it right? Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, listen, mate. Keep yeah. your mind on hey, the job. Come on. Now, we've got a, a much smaller one. Uh, duller skin. A duller it, skin. Hasn't got the shine. Is, is shiny necessarily better with an eggplant than a dull skin? Definitely. Ooh, now, okay. at the, this one that we've got here that's dull is from the glass houses and it may have been hydro, I don't know. Ooh. It's a very hard eggplant. Yeah. Now, glass house is different because it's a controlled atmosphere, so yeah. you know, they can be dark and they can be light. But when you get a field eggplant, which that one comes from Mildura, mm-hmm. unfortunately it's probably the last crop of Mildura, and then we'll talk about weather changes from that as it's well in a minute. It's not really like you to buy glass housey hydroponic well, stuff. What are you doing with that? I had no choice. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, one of my friends said, please do me a favour, yeah. help me sell these, and I did. Oh, okay, but good. they were beautiful. The, the, the product was very, very good and worth having. Mm. Now, normally if it's a local one coming off a bush outside and it's got this dull colour, 
It's the, either the first one or the last one of the crop. Gotcha. Now, if it's the first and the last, it means they're not right. Either they're, they didn't grow properly at the start or at the end they're getting too old. So they're getting old, they're bitter. That's an eggplant that you have to mm. salt. Mm. That, that big soft one you don't have to salt. Slice it, barbecue it, fry it. Anything you want. This one right? you have to salt? This one you would have to salt. Really? I've cut it in half. And how it's... do you know you have to salt them? Well, you'll feel if the eggplant's really, really hard, and a lot of people look for hard eggplants. I hate them. You can see this hasn't got a lot of seed, but a lot of them are full of black seeds as well. Yeah, right. Okay. All right? Yep. So, And there also go. we've got this huge zucchini. Normally I buy baby zucchini, <clears> but <throat> apparently they couldn't get in and pick them in time. These, again, it's about 10 inches long. Well, we're not going to see that many baby zucchinis this time of year anyway, are we? No. no. And, and then that leads us to the... This is out of Mildura as well, probably yeah. the last crop. And that leads us to the change of weather and crops. Yeah. So now, once our Victorian stuff's finished, we've got to rely on New South Wales and Queensland. And you know what's been happening up in Queensland? Torrential rain. Torrential rain, um, floods. floods. bad weather, wind and so on, which means that a lot of the plants have failed. Yeah. No plant, no vegetables. High prices. High prices. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope they recover quick. Okay. And then this one was your show and tell. Well, it was because um, uh, this is something that I was actually a little bit surprised to see. It came out of Queensland. It's a gherkin. Lucky country. It's the warty, bloody cucumber that uh, is a little bit dry if you stick it in a, a salad, but it's still really, really lovely and crunchy. But uh, most people know surprised. it as the dill pickle. Yes. It, this is usually a thing that is... There must be so many of them when they when they grow. They must be very prolific that the fact that the reason why we know it is the fact that they actually get preserved over the yes, seasons. that's yeah? right, because uh, in the middle of summer here in Victoria, um, it's a lot of work, but they grow. The bush produces a whole lot. They pick them all at once, and they grade them into different sizes. Mm. Most people like the small ones. Mm. Uh, this size is about six centimetres long. That's definitely worth eating in a salad. I had it in a salad after my meal last night. It was a good palate cleanser. Yeah, and I did a few months ago, which was the last time I saw it. I was just so. If you want to have the last little go at um, well, making some new pickles ones from Queensland, the so, new ones. Yeah. How long are they? Here? They're going to be well, around for this is second week, so maybe another couple of weeks. Depends on the weather again. All right. Well, look, clean your jars would be the the thing that I would Hi. say. Uh, clean your jars at home, and then you could have some pickles as well all the way through. Uh, to the next thing, and I'm just going to pause. Do you want to answer that, Peter? Yes, All right, sorry, we just had to answer the phone. And that probably brings us anyway to Pick of the Market. All right, well, Pick of the Market, that was the other half of your show and tell. Yep. We've got a beautiful bunch of Italian broccoli, which is called La Rapa. It's a bitter. Uh, it's got a beautiful big broad leaf like um, on a white turnip, but unfortunately most people don't know what a white turnip leaf it looks like. Or a radish. Days. Or a radish leaf, yeah. yes. This you boil it in plenty of water. In the water you boil your ice because that's where all the vitamins have gone, so don't throw it out. Uh, or you can do a sofrito where you chop it up and fry it in a pan. Very good for your health as well in the gut. So uh, try that. If you come and you don't know what to do with it, we'll let you know. Pick of the market, beautiful beans, hand-picked beans down to $8 a kilo. Eight bucks cheapest they've been for months. Yes, you can get machine picked for 2 bucks, but again, I wouldn't feed them to my pig. Eggplant, if I had a pig. If I had a pig. But it wouldn't live Sounds long. like a song. <laughs> if I had a pig. No, don't, no. Don't give up your okay, day job. Right, yeah. Capsicums, eggplant, zucchini, yep. 3 to $4 a kilo. They 
there's so many different things. You can fry them, you can stuff them, you can bake them, gorilla them. That's capsicums, eggplant, zucchini. Yep. Cauliflower is $4 for the biggest, whitest college we've had for a while. An abundance of tomatoes. We've still got our local tomatoes from the field. We've got Murray Bridge. We've got Cherry Trust. We've got Black Russians. We've got Rouge de Marmande. We've got Rouge de Marmalade. You name it, we got it. And it's like you specialise in these things or something. Well, yeah, I think so somehow. It is called Tomato City. Okay. And, and I brought this beautiful Black Russian to show you the, the stripes on it. Mm. Um, it's gorgeous in it. It's it's a pinky brown with green stripes, Lovely like ribs. Green stripes on there, like like a tigerella for some people that know a tigerella. Oh, I was going to say like a Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, for some reason it reminds it's me a of beautiful eating tomato. Yeah, um, we we got lucky and had them on a pizza because I had six or seven that were too ripe to sell. Yeah. Well, I made them too ripe to sell, so we could do that. Mm. They give me an excuse. Yeah. Uh, and pumpkin, beautiful pumpkin. We had that in a roast last night. I couldn't believe how sweet it was. Really? The kids, well, Joseph's 21 today. They're not kids anymore. Complain, it's too sweet. It's too sweet. It's too sweet. So what do you uh, say? Well, so as just... usual, oh, look at that beautiful bunch of flowers. I'm sure she's going Someone's to off a mark. Oh, look at that. Isn't that gorgeous? That's what it's about today. Anyway, get out there, pick your menus, go home, cook up a storm. Yep. Life's grand. Yeah, and give your mum a hug. Yeah, or two. Or two. And clean up the kitchen. <laughs> Don't let her do it. <laughs> All right. Have a lovely day, guys. All right. See you, man. Twelve thirty one here on three triple R. Using yourself during the break. Yeah. Oh well, you know you go. Okay. Uh, no, it's actually started because mm. our, our fabulous guest um, said something so funny and. Um, and it was just an interesting thing to contemplate. And we welcome to the microphones Pat Nurse from Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. A very, very good afternoon to you, and thank you for coming in. Happy Mother's Day to you, Cam. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, is your mother around? She's in Canberra. Well, yes. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> geographically. I meant sort of as in does she exist still. It's, a, it's an existential state of being. Yes, I haven't called her yet. Mum, if you've tuned in, I will call you any minute now, I promise. I doubt she'd be listening to this, would she? <sighs> She's a, woman of, she's a woman of rare and exotic taste. She might, she might be doing a power walk around Lake Burley Griffin. I don't doubt it. As we speak. <laughs> Eating chrysanthemums. Yes, as is the, is the want of uh, things. So, yeah, so... Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Did you ever um, get up early and um, make breakfast in bed for mum? you got to get up very early for to m- beat my mother. mother. And really? uh, house guests and or uh, new girlfriends of mine were always carefully instructed when they were visiting our place that mum's breakfast time was completely inviolate. And Sacrosanct. She needs to sit with a cup of tea. Don't talk to her. Toast, read a book, yeah. just politely just, just all, all requests politely denied you don't don't even go there no no leave her alone so no lunch yes yeah, absolutely right. many she's many back. lunches yeah caffeinated she's, she's happy yeah hey family conversant but uh, breakfast polysyllables that's it the works that's it eye contact yeah wow yeah just otherwise leave it alone leave it alone um how long have you been with food and wine festival now oh i think this is day 96 day you know <laughs> But who's counting? I started in March. Do you have like a thing where you just like, it's like Robinson Crusoe, like a mark on the wall or something like that? <laughs> no, it's Mounting Delight. Oh. 
Indeed. Yeah. And a um, phrase you have to use carefully in the office, of course, but yeah. Mounting delight. Yeah. Yes. Spit. Oh, I'm not even going near that. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, let's just get over with uh, the fact that you need to speak about something while you're here. There's something happening with one of your host, um, your sponsors is Host Plus. Who are Host we, Plus? Well, we work with Host Plus. Superannuation? It's the hospitality industry super fund. Yes, that's it. Thank so, you. And they, apparently they do, they do a fantastic job. I've just joined. <laughs> I've been joining left, right, and oh, center. No. I'm a newly minted no, uh, Triple R subscriber, and I'm a newly minted member of Host Plus. And one of the things that Host yes. Plus does for the trade uh, yes. is the Host Plus scholarship, which we administer at Melbourne Food and Wine. Uh, and the office is a buzz with uh, entries at the moment, Cam, because entries close at 5 p.m. this Wednesday, Wednesday wow. the 15th, and it's a great prize. So if you happen to be, what's the prize? Well, let's 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 get to okay, the hey, let, let's okay, let's, hey. let's get to the criteria. Hey, come so, on, criteria. Are you 22 to 35 years old? I was. Do you have a minimum of two years in hospitality, whether as a chef or a front of house person or a barista or a bartender or a cheese wrangler or a grape squeezer, a baker? Cheese wrangler, grape squeezer. Cheese wrangler, grape mm, squeezer. I want to see that on a card. <laughs> if you are, if you fit these criteria, criteria, if you're a person who's highly skilled and knowledgeable, if yeah. you demonstrate leadership in your field, yeah. if you, have if you can talk in polysyllables, if you can talk in polysyllables <laughs> while making eye contact, which probably counts the bakers out, sorry folks, <laughs> um, and you feel like you have a professional manner and a willingness to share your skills and knowledge, yeah. and you want to take this incredible skill set, poly- yeah. polysyllables, eye contact and all, eye to contact. the next level. Yep. We have a fantastic... Affability. Affability. Yes. We have actually an, an understanding and a willingness to communicate in the digital space. Whoa. Well, the, you just the, went deep then in that last that, line. That digital space, it can get quite deep. Yeah. Um, if, if that is you or yeah. someone you know, um, we'd like to help you take that to the next level. And the way we do that is we help you put together a program where you go to three locations overseas and you work with the people who are the best in your field. Whether If you're a chef, maybe you want to go to some restaurants. If you're a grape squeezer, maybe you want to go to a restaurant and a great winery. And you might want to go to the Napa Valley. You want to go to see what great burgundies are made or, we do all or of hang out at Chateau Latour That's it. on so, top of the tower. Um, Kayleen Tan, who is our, our current winner, is actually traveling the world right now. Kayleen's a the pastry chef from Tonka Restaurant here in mm. Melbourne. Um, she has just been staging with Dominique Crenn at Atelier Crenn in San Francisco. Could you explain just for, um, uh, some people don't know what the word stage means. That means doing work experience, but, yeah. but for fancy people. If fancy people, <coughs> for nothing. Uh, if so you say, yeah. And then she's also been working with um, Anna Rose, who has a really fantastic restaurant called Hisa Franco in Slovenia. <laughs> Um, and some other winners the last couple of years are oh. people like Caitlin Rees, who is a great sommelier from Sydney. She's yep. working at Fred's. She made cider with Eric Bordelais in Normandy. She went and worked with the guys at Stone Barns in upstate New York. She um, looked at food waste and, and drink waste, mm. imagine that, at Relay in Copenhagen. Um, Elika Roll from uh, Square One here in Melbourne, Square One Coffee Roasters. She went to Brazil, Nicaragua, and Guatemala, you know, to go right to the source. Hey, you've sold me. You've sold me on this. What do we have to do? uh, We just have to jump on melbournefoodandwine.com.au and fill out a few questions and attach a CV. So it's about 
20 minutes, half an hour. You could do it this afternoon. You could do it right now. Um, or if you were a lazy person or if you're driving right now and you didn't write that down, you could just Google, excuse me, Google Host Plus Scholarship. Um, entries close 5 p.m. on Wednesday. And okay, so it's, it's, it's money for old rope. You know, it's, and you also get a, we, we place <laughs> what, you. Say that again. It's money for old rope. Oh, that's what I was thinking. What about you, man? <laughs> I've got some old rope too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, it might as well be you. It's a, it's a great, yeah. it really is, you know, I'm, I'm partly paid to say this, but it really is a great prize. No, it is, it's, and, it is good. And you get a year's mentorship here in Australia as well. And, and that's the word that, uh, as soon as you said, actually a little bit before, half a second, I was thinking of it before. And in a, rem- a way, it sort of reminds me of the Churchill Scholarships. Yeah. It's a, so, the same sort of thing. And it's actually uh, finding people that are, that are great that will really get something out of this. So if you think that you are, and if you want to sort of push yourself towards that, I would actually say get on board because it sounds incredible. And you have the entire muscle of the Victorian food and wine scene behind you to help place you in those places overseas. You know, me and Cam will put in a good word for you. Sure. I'll sign the paper. Yep, that's it. Yeah, where do, we, where do I sign? Yeah. No, it sound, uh, that, that sounds great. All right, so that's uh, done. The, we've done the call to action where they have to go. We've, we've, we're clear. We've the boxes. We're good. All right, let's, let's put a line under that. You happy with that, Matt? Sure. Okay, that's good. <laughs> 22 to 35, Matt? No, don't quite <laughs> creep in, unfortunately. Oh, you must moisturise or stay out of the sun yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's both. Moisturising while staying out of the sun. Rose hip oil. It's mm. a secret. Yeah. Mm. It is a secret. <laughs> um, Melbourne. Glorious Prague of the South. How do you reckon? You've been, you've been here for a while now, 92 days or whatever it was. Well, I rode my bike to the studio in the rain. Which I feel like you're fixy, you know. Do you have uh, gears? I've, I've got gears. Yeah, I brought my bike from Sydney, so it's still a gear. Yeah, no, no, no. Yep. No, you, so you came. Yeah, you came to the studio. You've so I feel here. like I've adapted. Mm. You know, that's that's the pinnacle of Melbourne experience. Yeah, you've sort of got that Melbourne ennui now that that's in it. the rain and. I, f- I was trying to impress you, Cam, by bringing you some uh, pastries from Wildlife Bakery to try and yes. demonstrate my local knowledge. But if I where's, was a, if I was a true local, I would know that trying to buy pastries after eleven on Mother's Day was a fool's errand. Hey, forget it. Where's? Can you tell us? Just describe this place so that for those that haven't been there. Well, I'm I'm a newly minted citizen of the Republic of East Brunswick or Brunswick East, as yes. uh, we Brunswick Easterners like to say. Not the People's Republic of <laughs> Northcote. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Um, and it's it's maybe the best bakery in the neighbourhood, although it's a hotly contested title. Uh, it's a bloke called Hugh, I think, mm-hmm. who – I think his background is coffee. I think he came from Market Lane. Yep. And I'm not sure of his story exactly, but I think he wanted to open a place of his own, thought, oh, yeah, we should put some bread on, and then maybe the bread sort of thing – side of things took over from the – Coffee side of things. Anyway, the upshot is the bread's great, the pastries are great, the coffee's great. It's really cool. Mm. Sounds very Melbourne. But get there before eleven. Yeah, otherwise just uh, just forget it. And I don't know. If this is actually, you know, I'm, I'm I'm pretty flippant a lot of the times. Seriously, have you been able to sort of define what? the difference is between because you you're here now and you're waking up every day within this town on a grid um how do you are you able to define the sort of the differences that there are between this city and that city i know someone who's very very close to me who says oh god i hate these sort of talks about one city's better than the other but it is interesting to sort of isolate and discuss the differences between them 
I, I mean, I wouldn't venture into better because no, I think that's, that's, that's that. really no, a state no. of mind. Yeah, uh, exactly. Let's, let's not do you know, that. Trying, that's to, just trying to say Rome is better than Florence, it's like they're, uh, you know, pff, they're both great way. cities. But yeah, come on. Um, uh, my thinking is that, and I, well, straight up, I think it's too early for me to say. Mm. Um, but there's that sort of superficial layer. I mean, there's the basics, like you can get a drink after midnight, you know, in Sydney to do that, you need to be under a blanket in your own home with the lights out. Yeah, don't tell um, anyone. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Uh, the coffee is better. I'm sorry, Sydney, but I'm going to have to settle this. But then, you know, the really consistently best... Consistently better. Consistently better. Be That's the thing. The I mean, thing. The, the, yeah. re- the really, you know, the, the really great places in Sydney, they're right up there with yeah, the really exactly. great places in Melbourne. I mean, it's, it's 2019. That's just kind of how it is. And lots of the people from there work here. And mm. Andrew McConnell buys his coffee from... Sydney, you know, just to be controversial. No. Yeah, I think he uses single origin. Okay. Um, but it is, you can take a punt here, you know, and, and you, you've got a better shot. Um, although my girlfriend has developed a point system that she uses to assess the likelihood of getting a good coffee. You know, like say there's two cafes next to each other. Yes. She will look at the machine and she'll say, "Okay, they've got a Slayer or a Seneso." Oh, yeah, that's that, that's plus, points plus five points. Is that more than a Lamazoka? Yes, it is. Slayer, in, in, Slayer this is. is this is purely in in uh, Helena Roseberry's score is system. If they've got uh, you know hazelnut syrup, oh, just minus walk, minus walk. two no, points. Walk, walk. Cam says walk. Just go. Um, you know, if they roast the beans themselves, yeah. there's probably a good chance that it's going to be better. None of these things yeah. are a guarantee. Yes. But um, I think the bigger thing in Melbourne is that it's a more considered scene. And you see that in the way that yeah. people talk to you in restaurants. Um, people don't take your order and rush away from the table quite so long. There's a space there for conversation, whether you're at a coffee shop, at a restaurant, at a bar, buying fruit. You know, I, I, I've got a pot of minestrone on the simmer right now because mm-hmm. I saw the fresh borlotis are in at La Mineta. Yeah. How good are fresh bolotti beans? Amazing. They're the best. Have you got got parmesan rinds in your minestrone? I've gone for a heel of a pancetta. I don't have a parmesan rind handy. I am very pro parmesan rind, but there's still a fair bit of cheese on the the slice of parmesan we have at home. But we'll be finishing with a bit of parmo. Um, I've controversially got a little bit of uh, kombu in the pot. Yeah, that's right. Glutamates, umami, that's all right. Glutamates. Yeah, mate. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's just the fact that the, that occasion a conversation yes. at, at the deli counter. She's like, the woman I was buying it from was like, what are you doing? You know, are you going to make soup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a in here? Hey, good luck with the soup. Yeah. What time's it ready? When are over? All the good stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. So I just think there's a bit more of that in Melbourne, which I think is a very beautiful thing. And have you got, have you found like the place that you most consistent, what is the place you most consistently go to? Is there such a thing? I don't want to make it sound like I'm on the payroll for Wildlife Bakery, but I go there an awful lot because it's really close to my house and it's fantastic. But, you know. Just you've been getting there earlier more consistently. That sort of thing. Yes. Um, I just want to say, yeah, before Matt just winds me up, I want to just put a little plug in for a place that I went to that really I thought was awesome. Uh, a place called, a little bar called Little Odessa. Oh, I haven't been. How is it? <sighs> it's recommended. Ukrainians? It's, yeah, Ukrainskis. Um, uh, oh God, Stefan and Sophie, I think it is. Uh, the most comfortable bar stools, beautiful, clean uh, interior, 
Um, I had a gourd, glorious Sazerac, which is my sort of wanky uh, drink of the moment, but oh, I just adore it. Did you go cognac or I've been having whiskey? A, sorry, background. Very, very quick. Um, this this, uh, this uh, cocktail was originally from Louisiana in the 19th century. It started off as cognac, and it's actually named after the cognac. So to answer your question, the first few I've had... Or the first, for, I've been drinking a lot of cognac ones, but I went rye, and I really, really dug it because of the spiciness and the basiness of it. Um, but this place has great food. Um, it's not stupidly expensive. It was raining. They had Ray Charles playing. <laughs> that new album? No. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. There's oh, a, that, sorry. There I think that. you're doing a terrible joke there. <laughs> yeah, wow. Songs from the Grave by Ray Charles. He's decomposing. Uh, 12.45. Look, I better get uh, Nick in. Uh, Nick Maluk from uh, Atlantic is going to join us. Are you going to stick around? I'd love to. Oh, great. All right. You're listening to 3 Triple RFM. It's about 12.45. We'll be back with Nick after this. Boy, the conversation has been flowing since uh, we turned that on. <laughs> hey, you've been doing out there. Um, have you cleaned up the kitchen yet for mum? It's going to be the theme for the show. It's I, Mother's Day, but they should clean up. And you were just saying, little Odessa, you didn't tell anyone where it was. No, that was uh, terribly remiss. Of me. No, or I'm not going to tell it, anyone. Was it strategic. Yeah, no, it's my <laughs> place. I'm not telling anyone. No, it's uh, it's off Brunswick Street, um, near the corner of Johnston Street. So as you head south towards the city, uh, the southeast corner, I don't know what that street is. But it's just down there. That, that clears it right up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just on the corner. Hey, hey, Johnson Street, come on. Yeah. You can work it out. <laughs> Google it. People. Guys, Nick, how you doing? G'day, Cam. G'day, boys. How are you? I'm just going to adjust this to there like that just so we can do that. I am super, super, super well. Good day yesterday at, um, at the Arbury. Mate, it was an awesome day, I think. Uh, everyone had a good time. There was uh, good autumn vibes in the air. And so How would you describe it? There might be people that have just uh, tuned into the show, so just let them know you're listening to Eat It on 3 RFM. Cam Smith, Matt, Matt over there. Uh, yeah, we got we got the crew here, and uh, we're talking about Good Beer Week at the Arbury. Yeah, yesterday was uh, a Good Beer Week event, and... Um we caught up uh, three or four chefs, and we matched matched our dishes to to different kinds of beer. I had a a little um, a gosei from uh, a place called Orbost, which is just down the road from Lake Entrance, from where I'm Sailor's, from. Sailor's, Sailor's Grave. Grave, Chrissy, beautiful beer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did a little uh, fish sort of charcuterie board, you could say. I had a little bit of uh, fish terrine on there. Some. You've got, you got all these octopus tentacles sticking together. Yeah, we, that we, we made them stick together. Amazing. Yeah, they were good. Uh, we had a little bit of Mahama on there as well. And Yeah, just, just <laughs> Mahama, Mahama, Mahama. What a word. <laughs> what is the Mahama? <laughs> What's Mahama? Uh, I know what it is. It's albacore. Uh, 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 we do it with albacore, yeah. Air-dried, a little bit smoked albacore tuna. Yes. Uh, we used to use it on a dish at Atlantic, but... Had a little bit of leftover, and we thought we'd use it up for the event. So Bring that in. <laughs> worked quite well. So <laughs> she so glamorous the kind of food world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, we just use the scraps, really. <laughs> well, it's called it's called keeping your food costs down. Well, that's it? it, Cam. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the key to to returning another day. That's it. But I, I think one of the best things that well, well, my dish was about was uh, the the bread that was made from cob lane out of some uni. And some that's sea urchin, sea urchin. That aren't fluent in Japanese. 
So he had some uh, sea urchin, right? Yes. Um, some nori yes. and some of this beer that is infused with sea urchin from Sailor's Grave as well. Sea urchin and lemon myrtle they, they put in it, and it was quite a good drop, I think. Did You you had one of them, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> in between, yes. in between no, other I, things. <laughs> I, I actually, one of the things I really enjoyed about this, because let's face it, I do a lot of emceeing sort of gigs and get around, and uh, most of the time when I'm doing work like that, I don't, Touch a drop of alcohol. So I really you don't because about you, right? oh, you just you, you you lose it a little bit. But um, no, it was just such a really relaxed <coughs> and great event. Third year running. Um, that um, yeah, I was just really enjoying the matches so much that I was very much getting into it. There was some really and interesting matches. One probably there. at the end of it, like at the end when actually I the, the good day good on yous were done. Yeah, um, I might have got a little bit messy at the bar, <laughs> to be honest with you, and ended up having a um, and it was a, still daylight. I a think. shot of tequila, <laughs> which was um, anyway, it was it was just great. But it shows how far we've come in the appreciation of and matching. Oh, absolutely. And, of and beer the, and wine. The, the diversity of, of what we were tasting yesterday as well. Like, how was that one that was in the long neck bottle and was put on Pinot barrels for a year? It was just like this this beer slash wine thing we were drinking. It was amazing. I can't even this, remember the this name was, of it. This was from Stomping Ground? Yeah. This was a, a, a Pinot beer. It had, uh, and it had purposely had Bredemiasis in it, which in winemaking is usually a fault. But that's something I learnt yesterday as well. Was... Brett's not good in wine. Yep. Yeah, keep Brett away from the wine <laughs> bottle. Um, but the, the fact was that um, this beer, um, you would swear, was like some a natural wine. Yeah, it, it had it all really the characteristics, was, didn't it? It was, oh, it was just brilliant. Yeah. And, I've had uh, a few natural wines that I would have sworn were beers, so, you know, there that, you go. that kind of works <laughs> out. Cross-dressing. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. Um, but that was uh, that was done by uh, Renee Trudeau, and she did an amazing little uh, a duck, duck croquette. croquette. Oh. We've uh, we've toasted macadamias and other little pretty little things on top a bit of, of it. rhubarb vinaigrette, I think. Thank you. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. Um, anyway, it's getting colder. It is getting colder. You specialise in seafood. Well, the seafood... If I may just continue, just for two seconds. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) but normally we sort of... A a lot of this is an association with the idea of fish and summer and fun and chardonnay. (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. And yet I I, I thought it might be interesting just to quickly give the chat about, you know, fish and the cold weather is a valid thing too. Uh, uh, Well, it is, you know. and it's sort of funny for us in the restaurant game. We get all our, you know, we get all the busy period, and you know, we're, we're serving all our barramundi and our salmon, and you know, that King sort, George sort of King George Whiting, all that farm stuff. Funnily enough, no King, King George, George Whiting comes comes in pretty good this time of year, but yeah. <laughs> yes. but you know, all the punters have sort of like uh, you know have left and hybrid um, it's like migrated moth, to moths a... going to the, the next <laughs> rose flame. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They've gone to broom. Yes, yeah, so they're no, going that's, to that's Europe. They're packing their bags. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Anyway, yes. But, you know, so all those people leave and the sort of good seafood starts and the beautiful oysters come in and, you know, like calamari and stuff like that. It just gets really, really good. So I suppose they've been sort of fattening themselves up all summer. and So calamari actually, you think, tastes better during winter? Well, the the consistency and the quality of it sort of, it's coming into really good times. It's more available. And that's how how we can tell when Hmm. it's... (laughs) Do you disagree or no? No, no? I was just I was contemplating it. Well, because you, you know, 
you, th- you think calamari in summertime, you know, like calamari salad, but it's, right. it's sort of it's all getting a little bit better now. Like the oysters and and like King George Whiting, it's really coming in now. And like we got these sand whiting the other day in at work, and the reason I sort of thought about it, I was speaking to my nephew, and he's been hooking a few sand whiting down in Lake Entrance, and you know, sand whiting's twenty centimeters usually. These mm-hmm. ones are twenty eight centimeters, so they're thumpers. Ooh. And for the price you're paying for them, which is dirt cheap, it's a uh, you know food cost again, Cam. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those things you got to think about. What, what color a, is it? What, what are the, say this again? Sand sand whiting. They're sand color, funnily enough. <laughs> so they're like a, the, they come under another name in the markets. Maybe what? school whiting. School whiting. You yeah. might see them in in some shops. They're about that big, like ten centimeters. They got yeah. their head and their guts off. Yes. So. And you can fry them whole or yeah, just Yeah, and they're really, bit. really cheap because people perceive them as having like, bucket loads of bones yeah. and there's the great fear of bones and fish, isn't there? I'll tell you what, you can just suck the bones straight off it. It's like a... Um, <laughs> is it? It's like a cartoon. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it is like a cartoon. Yes. <clears throat> similar, sort of, similar to a sardine or something. If you just cook it that, that perfect way and just suck all the flesh off, throw mm. out the bone or tr- crunch it up if you want. Bit of extra protein. That's right. That's, it, it's good. It uh, saves you from osteoporosis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It probably probably does. Uh, Pat, you got any thoughts about seafood this time of year? I was eating a pretty good uh, bit of blue eye at the Lawn Bowls Club on Friday night. Yes. It's uh, L-O-R-N-D. Oh, I was going to say, which, which one? Which Bowls Club? Boom, boom. This is one we've been working on for a while. Shout out to Luke and the fellas out of the kitchen there. That's one of the... Soon to be not that well kept best secrets of the Great Ocean Road. Um, really? Why? Because I'm telling you on Triple R. Right <laughs> oh, right. now, 102.7, keep it locked on your FM. Right, right. Keep it on. But, um, no, keep I mean, it driving. I, I keep banging those rocks together. I completely agree with Nick. I mean, the the winter is the time. Mm. Yep. And it's and the time for so much in the market. Eye. Well, that's it. Like, and it's, it's looking fantastic. All the fish are fattening up. They need that layer of fat fat to is get through the winter. And the waters um, are cold around here. That's it. And crustaceans look particularly good at this end mm. of the year. If you can get crabs and things like that, lobster, all that gear is primo mm. right now. And it doesn't... I mean, you can absolutely brave the elements and, and go out in the backyard and put on your mac and grill it and things like that but you know there's lots of tasty things you can do that are a bit more wintry with fish you know mm. chuck them in with some bacon chuck them in with some garlic some some red wine chowder you know. chowder 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 have a chowder chowder yeah chowder um any of that your bears. Fish, yeah, fish soup you know i mean all of that fun stuff and it's it doesn't take a long time you get those rich dishes and it's not like you're you know braising a a veal shank or something. Or be on the they're quick, aren't they? Yeah, 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 and they're delicious. And they're so good for the soul. They, they are good for the soul. <laughs> Fish soup, just as a general thing. I mean, you've got your minestrone on on the boil as we to, speak to minister to you to give you greater health. But if you were going to make a, a ultimate sort of fish soup. Or not ultimate, just a really, really good fish soup. What, what, what would you do? Oh, you got so many, many ways. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you want to go Italian? Do you want to go oh, bully okay. You pick. All right, you pick one, and you can pick one in the in the two and a half minutes we've got left. Well, I'll just put a crab bisque on the menu. So I'll probably mm-hmm. go for the bisque at the moment. It's about a week old on the menu. So I'm how still much fun of bisques to make? They're great when you're they're smashing easy up the smashing it. Yeah, <laughs> I love and it. And add a bit of brandy to it. So as a visceral sort of thing to enjoy a. Bisque is your yeah. choice, Pat, for well, you. I've got a very vegetably light minestrone on the stove right now. It's fresh bolotties, it's fennel, it's got a bit of turnip, carrot, onion, very light. Yes. But if I happen to walk past 
some fish bones or some prawns or things like that, chuck them in the last minute, heaven. Beautiful. Splash, splash a perno, can, maybe. Can I put one, can I put one more perno, in there yes. as well? Yeah, go on. I'm in love with a fish head soup at the moment as well. I've been steaming these heads, and all the liquid comes out of it. It is the best juice you'll get ever. Am I saying the wrong thing? Just as a standalone comment, I've been steaming these heads. <laughs> it was just struck me as being fairly like, yeah. But, uh, but it's amazing. The, the What is great about the head? It's so much gelatine in it. Yeah, so, flavour. We'll set this thing in the fridge, and it's like a pork knuckle stock or something, yes. the amount of gelatine you get out of it. Yeah. And in that, you throw a little bit of, like, fish sauce and heaps of chilli, some and fresh onion. It is amazing. And you know? said that all the guys at work had been sort of taking them oh. home going, can we take the Sri Lankans well, going, yeah. yeah, don't worry, we'll take those. Yeah, we'll get rid of the rubbish for you. Yeah, and you're going, <laughs> and you've just realised, so there's the great revelation. The penny's dropped, yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, what a delight it is to see the two of you. Thank you. <laughs> what do you think? I don't actually mean that. I was, the way you said it, though. No, I was, <laughs> Thanks for coming in, um, the both of you, uh, our adopted Melbourne son, Pat Nurse, uh, our fabulous cooker of incredible seafood down there at uh, South Bank at Whitman Boulevard. <laughs> is it Whitman Street? Something Boulevard? like that. Eight, uh, eight, it's by the river somewhere. Eight Whiteman Place. Eight oh, Whiteman. Yes, that's it, Whiteman. Um, Jerry Mai is going to be coming in. Have you guys been to Anand? No. She, she knows how to cook. She knows how to cook. Oh, she cooks all her proteins on, on, on charcoal. I have to go. Oh, you do? It's, yeah. uh, anyway, she's got a book out, uh, Street Food, which is, uh, which is great. Pat, thank you again for coming in. Cam, what a pleasure. Thanks for having us, Cam. Happy, Mother's, mine. happy Mother's Day to happy you. Mother's Day yeah, happy to Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day, Mum. Yeah, good <laughs> on you. Oh, it's one o'clock. Uh, still here uh, on. Jerry Myers on next week. Matt, Cam Rock. Yeah, so do you. And it was nice to play that music track too. See you next week. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.